0: Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 221. O Jesus, our dear Master, thy works, now understood, reveal their full effulgence through love and brotherhood. Today, Christ's precious science, thy healing power makes plain. With joy may all obey thee, And cast out sin and pain. Hymn number two twenty one. Scriptural will be given by Wendy from South Carolina.
1: First John, in this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Ezekiel, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth, and none did search or seek after them. Therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all the inhabited places of the country. Therefore will I save my flock. And they shall no more be a prey. I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them, even my servant David. He shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. Thus shall they know that I, the Lord their God, am with them. And they, that even the house of Israel, are my people.
0: Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science Textbook. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 333. The loving friend to all who bowed beneath life's weary load, From lips baptized in humble prayer, his consolations flowed. Hymn number 333. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion where we discuss this week's lesson and other topics that need to be covered and learn how to practice better this science in our daily lives. And we had another really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and you can also find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11, and that Sunday school is available to children everywhere, Many of our students don't live in the area, but they participate via a teleconference number that is dedicated just for our Sunday school. And that means that if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, call us. We'll give you the number, and we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 815 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives changed for the better through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery available for children, young children, infants and toddlers for all of our services. So if you do come in person, bring the whole family. We have 17 different websites in 17 different languages that provide the very finest Christian science literature to people all over the world, in many cases in their own language. And everything that we provide on our websites is provided free of charge. Freely we have received and freely we give. And that is why we are so grateful to those of you who contribute financially to this tremendous cause. It's benefiting people around the world, I guarantee it. And one of the articles that's being featured uh, currently on our English website, I'd like to point out by Edward A. Kimball, fine old-time worker and student of Mrs. Eddy, entitled, Christ Jesus Manifested the Science and Law of God. If anybody ever wondered why Christian science is called science, read this article. It explains everything very clearly. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the chapter entitled Fruitage in our textbook, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science Textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Betty from California. Page
3: 600, Rheumatism Healed. I was a great sufferer from a serious form of rheumatic trouble, my hands being affected to such an extent that it was impossible for me to even dress without assistance. The trouble finally reached the knees and I became very lame and had to be assisted in and out of bed. I went to the different health resorts for the benefit I hoped to derive from the baths and waters that were prescribed by physicians that found no permanent relief. I was placed under an X-ray examination and was told that the joints were becoming ossified. I then consulted a celebrated specialist who, after a thorough examination, said my condition would continue to grow worse and that I would become completely helpless. At that time, a copy of Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mrs. Eddy was loaned me. I read it more from curiosity than with the thought of any physical benefit. As the truth was unfolded to me, I realized that the mental condition was what needed correcting and that the spirit of truth which inspired this book was my physician. My healing is complete, and the liberation in thought is manifest in a life of active usefulness rather than the bondage of helplessness, helpless invalidism and suffering. I owe to our beloved leader, Mrs. Eddy, Gratitude which words cannot express. A revelation of the practical rather than the merely theoretical application of Jesus' words. Ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Prove to be my redeemer. I did not even have to apply to a practitioner, but am most grateful for the helpful words of loving friends. E-B-B, Pasadena, California.
0: The Bible and the Christian Science Textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ." And today's lesson sermon can be found on page 18 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject Christ Jesus. The golden text is from Hebrews Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. The responsive reading is from John. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He that believeth on him is not content. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. He that hath received his testimony hath set to his seal that God is true. that believeth on the Son, hath everlasting life. Craig will now read. The Bible, Isaiah.
4: Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign, and behold, a virgin shall conceive, and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Luke, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogue there was a man, which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and cried out with a loud voice, saying, us alone, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and heard him not. And they were all amazed, and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For of authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits, and they come out. And he arose out of the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. And Simon's wife's mother was taken for great fever, and they besought him for her. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and ministered unto them. Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him, And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And devils also came out of many, crying out and saying, Thou art the Christ, the Son of God. And he rebuking them, suffered them not to speak, for they knew that he was Christ. John. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was, I am. In my Father's house are many mansions, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of Truth Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Hereafter I will not talk much with you, for the Prince of this world cometh, And have nothing in me but that the world may know that i love the father and as the father gave me commandment even so i do arise let us go hence when the morning was come and all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against jesus to put him to death And the governor said, Why? What evil hath he done? But they cried out the more, saying, Let him be crucified. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture Did they cast lots? John. The first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulchre, and see see if the stone taken away from the sepulchre. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down, and looked into the sepulchre, and see of two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord. And when she had said thus, she turned herself back, and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say master. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and seth unto them, peace be unto you. Luke, then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and ye are witnesses of these things. And he led them out as far as to Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God.
0: Amen. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. The advent of Jesus of Nazareth marked the first century of the Christian era. But the Christ is without beginning of years or end of days. Throughout all generations, both before and after the Christian era, the Christ, as the spiritual idea, the reflection of God, has come with some measure of power and grace to all prepared to receive Christ truth. The divine image, idea, or Christ was, is, and ever will be inseparable from the divine principle, God. Jesus referred to this unity of his spiritual identity thus, Before Abraham was, I am. I and my father are one. My father is greater than I. From early boyhood, he was about his father's business. His pursuits lay far apart from theirs. His master was spirit. Their master was matter. He served God. They served mammon. His affections were pure. Theirs were carnal. His senses drank in the spiritual evidence of health and Holiness and life. Their senses testified oppositely and absorbed the material evidence of sin, sickness, and death. Their imperfections and impurity felt the ever present rebuke of His perfection and purity. Hence the world's hatred of the just and perfect Jesus and the prophet's foresight of the reception error would give him. Despised and rejected of men was Isaiah's graphic word concerning the coming Prince of Peace. Our Master taught no mere theory, doctrine, or belief. It was the divine principle of all real being which he taught and practiced. His proof of Christianity was no form or system of religion and worship, but Christian science, working out the harmony of life and love. As a divine student, he unfolded God to man, illustrating and demonstrating life and truth in himself and by his power over the sick and sinning. Human theories are inadequate to interpret the divine principle involved in the miracles, marvels, wrought by Jesus, and especially in his mighty, crowning, Unparalleled and triumphant exit from the flesh. Jesus' students, not sufficiently advanced fully to understand their Master's triumph, did not perform many wonderful works until they saw him after his crucifixion and learned that he had not died. This convinced them of the truthfulness of all that he had taught. In the walk to Emmaus, Jesus was known to his friends by the words which made their hearts burn within them, and by the breaking of bread. The divine Spirit, which identified Jesus thus centuries ago, has spoken through the inspired word and will speak through it in every age and clime. It is revealed to the receptive heart and is again seen casting out evil and healing the sick. The mission of Jesus confirmed prophecy and explained the so-called miracles of olden time as natural demonstrations of the divine power, demonstrations which were not understood. Jesus' works established his claim to the Messiahship. Jesus could have withdrawn himself from his enemies. He had power to lay down a human sense of life for his spiritual identity and in the likeness of the divine, but he allowed men to attempt the destruction of the mortal body in order that he might furnish the proof of immortal life. Nothing could kill this life of man. Jesus could give his temporal life into his enemies' hands But when his earth mission was accomplished, his spiritual life, indestructible and eternal, was found forever the same. He knew that matter had no life, and that real life is God. Therefore, he could no more be separated from his spiritual life then God could be extinguished. Jesus of Nazareth taught and demonstrated man's oneness with the Father, and for this we owe him endless homage. His mission was both individual and collective. He did life's work aright, not only in justice to himself but in mercy to mortals, to show them how to do theirs, but not to do it for them, nor to relieve them of a single responsibility. Jesus acted boldly against the accredited evidence of the senses, against pharisaical creeds and practices, and he refuted all opponents with his healing power. Man-made doctrines are waning. They have not waxed strong in times of trouble. Devoid of the Christ power, how can they illustrate the doctrines of Christ or the miracles of grace? Denial of the possibility of Christian healing robs Christianity of the very element which gave it divine force and its astonishing and unequaled success in the first century. The true Logos is demonstrably Christian science. The natural law of harmony which overcomes discord. Not because this science is supernatural or preternatural, nor because it is an infraction of divine law, but because it is the immutable law of God, good. This is the doctrine of Christian science that divine love cannot be deprived of its manifestation or object. That joy cannot be turned into sorrow, for sorrow is not the master of joy. That good can never produce evil. That matter can never produce mind, nor life result in death. The perfect man, governed by God, his perfect principle is sinless and eternal. Truth's immortal idea is sweeping down the centuries, gathering beneath its wings the sick and sinning. My weary hope tries to realize that happy day when man shall recognize the science of Christ and love his neighbor as himself, when he shall realize God's omnipotence and the healing power of the divine love in what it has done and is doing for mankind, the promises will be fulfilled. The time for the reappearing of the divine healing is throughout all time. And whosoever layeth his earthly all on the altar of divine science drinketh of Christ's cup now, and is endued with the spirit and power of Christian healing. The impersonation of the spiritual idea had a brief history in the earthly life of our Master. But of his kingdom there shall be no end, for Christ, God's idea, will eventually rule all nations and peoples, imperatively, absolutely, finally, with divine science. Now we shall have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 157. Jesus' prayer for all his brethren, Father, that they may be one, echoes down through all the ages, nor prayed he for these alone, but for all, that through all time God's will be done. Hymn number 157. Let's now sing hymn number 264. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ, the royal master, leads against the foe. Forward into battle, see his banners go. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war, With the cross of Jesus going on before. Hymn number 264.
5: from the Christian Science Textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all, Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. And whatsoever ye shall do in word or deed, do all in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Amen.